What up, everybody? Uh, my name is GM. I'm the host around here. Um, as I've said before, that's my name. That's always been my name. Uh, it's going to keep being my name. Um, don't ask me what it stands for. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, just know that that's my name. Um, this is Four Things. This is a podcast uh, where we talk about more than just four things. Um, hip-hop, pop culture, NFTs, uh, pretty much everything. It gives a chance for artists to be able to come through here and maybe uh, get some some new eyes on their work or um, to kind of step outside of the normal, I don't know, I would say media circuit of being an artist, but really there is no media circuit of being an artist right now. There's there's probably like two shows and uh, or two clubhouses or whatever, and um, if you're not on those, I guess you're here. Uh, so it doesn't mean that the guests can't be on those shows, but that's uh, that's just what it is. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let the guest uh, introduce themselves. Let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you. Hey, uh, my name's Daniel Crossan. I'm a London-based artist, illustrator, uh, content creator, kind of. Um, I have been in, in NFTs since sort of February, March and have jumped in the rabbit hole uh, 100% and just uh, are completely consumed by it. And um, I'm really excited. I haven't been this excited about a movement since probably street art uh, back when, like 15 years ago or something. And every day I wake up, the first thing I do is I like check out the markets and and, and I want to listen to my friends on Clubhouse talking about projects they like and, you know, um yeah that's me well uh well thank you uh daniel for coming through um i appreciate you uh stopping by and uh and hanging out here um of course daniel hit me up he said he had a uh, new um project coming out uh it's coming out towards the end of the week and um and I've, I've said this before um this season of four things uh with the episodes of more things which is what this is um we're going Back to the artists. Um, I started doing the show, the podcast, five years ago, six years ago, and we did the blind box. Um, it was very much uh, around the artist. It revolved around the artist. Like that's what the creative and, and stuff like that, just being creative in general. Like we, we held our end on, on our side, and then we had artists come through and hang out, and it was, uh, it was always a good time. And then with this show, um, it's kind of like what you're saying with like this uh, the energy of, of NFTs and the revitalizing and stuff. Um, I haven't felt this way, I think, probably since designer toys. Yeah. It, it, like it, vinyl vinyl art and stuff like that. It reminds me of that because there was, a, there was this kind of new blank canvas that people were just excited to play with. And it, all of the artists that were joining in the, the vinyl toy movement were kind of starting on an equal playing field at first, you know, before, but before it really, really blew up. But like, you know, I, I, I remember that movement. I remember I was living in Birmingham. I was studying illustration at the time and a, a little shop opened up, which was just full of all of these vinyl. What was the shop? Oh, I fucking, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, it makes me, cause I know that there's, um, the name of it is, is escaping me also, but I know the toy chronicles out there. Um, and I know that the Toy Chronicle just started up. Uh, they have their own brick and mortar now. And there's one, 
and I'm trying to think of what the name is, and I know it has an and in the middle of it. It's something and something. And I know that they're a corner store, like a brick and mortar out there. The shop I'm talking about, it didn't last very long. It was in this in this building, which is like a creative hub in Birmingham. Oh, okay. A lot of the a lot of the the people that got spaces there just found it hard to keep the spaces there because it was slightly out of town, slightly out of the the city centre. It was like three minute walk or something, but just people they didn't get the footfall, um, and they had. Uh, but it was always there was always really good things popping up there, but it was always quite temporary. But I remember that being my first like major exposure to the vinyl toy movement and just thinking, you know, being excited by the, these, these just wacky things that were coming out. They're just, <laughs> they're, they're just so fun. like everything that was coming out was so fun. And, and we're like referencing things within the culture. You can see that with NFT. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. Like this. Um, so uh, I say it all the time. Like when I have an artist come through here, um, it's not, you know, for anybody that's just listening, if this is your first segment, listening to the show, um, it's not really like a, like, where did you start doing art or like, how did you get your creative info? Like what you, what are your creative influences and stuff? It's not really a lot of that stuff. Um, it's a lot of just kind of hanging out and stuff like that. So if you guys are looking for something like that, I, I don't want to apologize for my show, but I'm just saying this isn't really that, I guess. But, um, but one thing that I, I did want to kind of talk about a little bit today was, um, I have something going on myself that, uh, that I just released that. Um, I have two different projects that I just released. One's a photo project um, that has to do with vinyl art, where I take pictures of um, of just different. I don't know. I have a I have a large Dunny collection from Kid Robot. Like I I collected way too many Dunnies, and um, and I have a ton of them, and I love them. Like I love the art on them. Like I love the design on them. Um, there's really, I, I really can't complain. Like, I feel like Dunny's really kind of held up when you look at, especially like with profile pictures and stuff. Now it's the same kind of artwork that those artists were doing on Dunny's and whatnot, but those are NFTs now. Mm-hmm. And that, <clears throat> that was like one of the first things that kind of tipped my hand where I was like, all right, I got to get into this because this is basically like where all the artists should be right now. Like this is where all the artists should be hanging out. And if they're not here again, it's like everybody kind of like dispersed for like a couple years or whatever, or however many years where like it, it I'm not going to say that the vinyl scene fell off, excuse me, but I'm going to say it definitely like people were trying to figure out like, all right, should I be doing this for, excuse me again, should I be doing this for like movies? Should I be doing this for animated cartoons? Should I be doing this as a comic strip for, uh, um, I mean, shout out to um, Jeremy Fisher. He's been on the show. He was doing like Hallmark cards and stuff like that before NFTs. Like he, like he hated that shit. And it's, and and like this gave him a chance to be able to kind of step away from that and whatnot. So with vinyl art, like I got into that and I started to do the pictures and stuff like that. And people would see that it's just like what you're saying, like these little weird you know, figures and stuff like that. And people would see them and they're like, those are cool pictures, but like, what do you, you know, what are you going to do with them? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just, I like taking them and they take fucking hours to to take and they take a lot of work and stuff like that. But I like them. Like I, I can't, I don't know what else to say. Mm. And eventually explain that kind of like when, when people say, what do you do with, with them? It's like, well, what do you do with half of the stuff you own? You just, own yeah. It. You know, and, and you just enjoy them as, as kind of objects. And, and the weird thing with the, the NFT thing is that you enjoy having them in your wallet. And, and it was only when I first started collecting a few of them that I started to realize that they felt <clears throat> they felt different to to the way people would automatically think of a JPEG right, or a GIF. You know, they, they feel re- more real than that. And I don't know if it's because we're paying for them. 
I think uh, that has something to do with it. I think it might have a little bit. I think it also because it goes to a wallet, quote unquote, like an actual like storage or whatever, and because you can you can have them. I think that might have something to do with it also. Yeah. But um, but no, I mean, <laughs> excuse me, I agree. Uh, I think that um, basically, so basically, I got into like these figures and whatnot. I started to take pictures of those, and I guess my I guess where people were coming at me for it, or where like where where they were coming from was. I came up in like a very uh, hip hop background. Like I came up um, from when I was about, I'd say about 20 years old or so. Um, I had, I had done, you know, rapping and, and writing and stuff like that before, but I don't think I was very good at it. I think once I hit like around like 2021 is kind of when I took it a little bit more seriously. Um, I really looked at it as like uh, uh, something that I had to learn, like a craft, like how, like, how do I do this? You know, I took it, I took it really seriously. I put a lot of time into it and my whole goal for i don't know i'd say about 10 years there um pretty consistently especially for five of those i would say five of those years i was i was going crazy like staying up until four in the morning and waking up at you know seven or eight or nine or whatever and like getting back to it um my whole goal during that time when people would ask me like well what are you doing with you know like with your life like what do you got going on i'm like oh i'm doing the music thing you know i'm I'm just doing shows out of, out of state and stuff like that. Like trying to, you know, just trying to do whatever I can. And people would be like, Oh, that's good. You know? And like, they take that as like, so you're trying to get signed or like, you're trying to make a million dollars off of this, this thing that you're doing or whatever. And like, I looked at it as like, I'm just trying to survive. Like I'm just trying to make enough money to get by and shit like that. And if things work out that way, then they work out that way. Mm -hmm. It was very rare though, Daniel, that I was doing shit for fun. Like, like I, you could probably identify maybe with this with doing art and stuff, but like I hit a point where it's like you do the music to do it. Like it's still fun for you. Like everything's still fun, but like you don't have a lot of outside activities or hobbies that you do. Like you don't really listen to like a lot of other music or you don't really watch like a lot of other TV shows or like mm -hmm. other shit. Yeah. You basically just are stuck in a, a zone of like your own shit. And like, you don't want to own anything else. Like you don't want to do anything else. Like you're literally just, you just want to create, like, that's it. Like, and, and that's where I was at where I just wanted to create. And, and then I had a, um, a health condition. Um, I have a heart condition that popped up, uh, in my early thirties. And like that kind of set me back a little bit, it, like made me step back a little. And that's when I kind of started to do this other shit, like, you know, appreciate art and, you know, and, and do the podcast and stuff like that, because I had to try to find other avenues that I could still feel creative without feeling like I was going 120 miles an hour every day. Yeah. I, I can relate a lot. Cause I was in two or three bands where we were traveling around the UK in a little smelly van <clears throat> yep. and, uh, you know, the, the money wasn't there and, you know, you might make some money from selling some t-shirts or something, but it was really, it was really hard. And, and I think there's this kind of view of musicians of like going on stage and being, being like having people adore you. And, and, and it's like, you're, you're, you, you can just, you know, make up a song in an afternoon and then travel the world, you know, right. Right. <laughs> it's just so hard. Um, it was really, really tough. We did it. I think I was in one band for seven years and, um, it got to the point where we were like, you know, turning up to shows and, and the promoter was, you'd find out was like 15 and 
hadn't even put up the posters that you had spent money printing. You know what's real funny about you saying this is this is how I feel about a lot of these fucking projects, like these 10K projects, is like you get into it and you're like, all right, let's do this. Like we're going to put this thing to the moon and let's figure out who's in charge of this thing. And then you find out it's a bunch of like 20-year-old kids. Like, And no offense to anybody who's listening to this is 20 to be like, oh, I can run a project better than you can. You might be able to. But a lot of you can't like a lot of like a lot of 20 year olds just can't like they they haven't they haven't had the life experience to be able to do a lot of that shit. And like you just find out where you're like, wait a second. And then like you start to get into conversations with people and you don't say like, well, how old are you? But you start to be able to realize where you're like, oh, this is a kid like this. is Like this is you know what I mean? Like this is a much younger person who who probably hasn't you know, put together many things before. Like they haven't, they, they haven't done, like they like NFTs a lot and like, I'm sure they have something to contribute, but like, they're not a, a project manager or whatever. Like they're just, they just got dropped in the slot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and when I realized that I'm like, oh shit, like I can't be a part of, I can't be a part of projects like that. Cause that's where like, I start to see these things like when people are in discords and they're like, when are we going to get marketing? And, and then like you, and then that same person will be like, you know, you got to talk to Gary V and we got to get art chick and we got to, and I'm like, yo, that's not marketing. Like you guys, like you guys are looking for a pump or you guys are looking for influencers or whatever, but that's not marketing. Like who, who has an idea of what actual marketing is and, and nobody has anything to say. It's not value. It doesn't give you your project value because someone talks about it because then you still have to back it up with a project. So you still have to have a way of, of giving value to the people that hold your NFT or, whatever it is that you're doing, you still need to be able to create value through creativity. And I, I think that there'll be a lot of projects that kind of realize that once they've, once they've launched and they, and they sell, but that's the thing with the NFT thing is cause it's attached to art. It can, it can be uh, something where people enjoy the art and then you, you've got a lot of people that want that, that thing that they buy to raise, raise in value so quickly that the art isn't, enough that you how long how long were you in the scene before you realized that not everybody was here for the art oh a month yeah but it took a little bit though right like for the first like four weeks you were probably like why are these people acting like this i don't get it like why are they because that's what i did for the first like month or so like I'm, i'm talking to people and i'm like no man that's i get that that's the way you want it to be but that's not the way it is and then i started to realize like oh it's because they're not here for the art like they're here for the flip yeah, but I, I even I even realized it with with the people that were saying it was all about the <laughs> and, and right. you know the the clubhouse rooms and the um you know that little that little moment that uh, foundation had in in April wh- where it was like people were investing in artists that you know I, I said that we all start on a on an equal playing field but they were talking about artists like they had this long career ahead of them and I just there was no basis there was nothing being based on that. Right. It didn't even feel like it was being based on the art. It just felt like it was, um, if you say something enough, it's true because it's in your wallet and you want it to go up in value and you want to flip it. And, and it was, I kind of saw it quite, quite quickly with those foundation artists where, um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I liked some of the art there, but some of the art just didn't feel like the person had been making that style of art for a long time. Right. And there was people saying that it was, it was groundbreaking. And I was thinking, 
Or maybe I just, maybe I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> maybe you're I out of it. Know enough about art, <laughs> even though I'm, I've been doing it for so long. So it's like, no, I, no, 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 no. Yeah. What you're saying is 100% right, though, because that's exactly how I started to feel. And like that first month that I was in the scene, like I'm trying to explain shit to people and like they're, they're talking back to me, like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm like, wait a second, guys. Like I, I've done a podcast where I had 250 guests on. I would say out of those 250, probably 100 to 150 of them were just straight up artists, designer artists, vinyl toy artists, graffiti artists. Like I had a, a show, shout out to uh, Chris, Robots Will Kill. Um, he he was a, a co-host on one of the shows. Like he's one of the biggest fucking graffiti artists in New York or whatever. Like you you can't tell me about this shit. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I'm thinking you probably feel very similar to that where it's like, no, like I've done this shit. Like just because NFTs popped up, you know, a year ago or six months ago or whatever it was, that doesn't mean that all the shit that I did before this relating to art or being creative is all of a sudden just out the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's where I like, that's where I got frustrated with the show in the beginning where, you know, when I first came into the scene, I was like, all right, let's, you know, I, I got clout in this. Like I've, I've been here, like I've been around these artists and shit like that. Like, let's have some fun. And then I started to have artists on and the reaction wasn't like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, you're having the real artists on. That's great. Blah, blah, blah. It was just very much like the 10Ks would hit me up and be like, so how many how many people are we going to get, you know, to buy our project if we come on your show? And I'm like, Wait, what? Like, that's that's not what the point of my show is. Right. You know, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And, and if I had all of that met those metrics, you would you would have to have some sort of like representation that was paying me to come on my podcast. Yeah, that's the, that's the real funny part to me is people are like, so what like what do your listeners look like or whatever? And I'm like, look. But I just had this conversation with with somebody actually who hit me up recently. He was real cool about it. Like he was like we had a we had a real you know real cordial back and forth and shit like that. And he was very uh, he he was like, look, I really appreciate you being upfront. Blah blah blah. I told him I told it like this. I'm like, look, if you want to do a promotional package on the show, and this is what I offer to everybody um, for right now until the prices go up because the floor rises. That's what happens. The, uh, yesterday's price is not today's price. Um, if you have a project and you want to hit me up and promote on my show, then then we can do that. And I'll do um, two commercial spots and do one interview spot for your for your project And that interview spot. Now, that doesn't mean that when you when we do that, that you come on here and all of a sudden um, I'm like one of these influencers where I put it up on my timeline and then everybody goes, oh, shit, I got to go get these because I'm going to do the thing where I'm like, well, I found these. These are cool. And then all of a sudden everybody wants them. I don't do that shit. Like I just don't. So I, I tell them straight up. I'm like, look, <clears throat> I average X amount of listeners. It's not, it's like, it's like, you know, I'd say like low hundreds, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just what it is. And that's fine. Like that's, I'm okay with that because when I look at it, this scene is very small, very, very, very small. Yep. Your collector can literally be one listen away from this show where like when I had dust monkey on this show, we had a great conversation um, he didn't, he didn't pay me to be on this show. He wasn't anything like that. I, I wanted him to be on the show, um, because he's an artist, uh, same thing with yourself. Like I just wanted him to come through and hang out and give him a platform to be able to talk just for people to get to know him, for people to be able to get to know me a little bit more for us to be able to hang out yeah. after that. Um, I'd say like a month later or so, uh, Denzel hits me up and he goes, yo, I just bought two, uh, lulls from, uh, from bought, dust monkey. He bought one of them off me. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and like, and that's where like, look, I can't, 
I can't measure that in metrics for people. Like when they ask me like how many people listen to my show, like I don't think people understand that like when Denzel goes out and buys too low, I'm sure dust understands this and I'm sure artists understand this, but like 10 K's have to realize this also that it's not just about how many people listen or whatever. It's the, it's the authentic, uh, the, um, uh, the authenticity of yeah. my listeners, like of the people that I keep around this show and the people that are that, that support the show and listen to this show and appreciate what I bring to the table. And building trust with your audience to the point yeah. when, they, when you're talking about something you like, they know that it's true and they're not second guessing yep. that. Yeah. 1000%. If I have an artist on here, it's because I, I look at the artist. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm a lifelong fan of them. It doesn't mean that I collect all their shit. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything like that. I could have absolutely no NFTs of theirs in my wallet. It means that they seem like a cool person. Uh, it seems like they, I, I like their work personally or whatever, and I want to get to know them more. And yeah. then usually from there, um, that end up, that ends up spawning a, a friendship or a relationship of sorts, because I'm not a piece of shit. Like I'm, I'm around like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's very easy for me to keep these relationships with people like with dust. Like I, I mean, we don't talk every day. I'm not in his discord every day, you know, stuff like that. But he knows that if he needs somebody for something or whatever, he can holler at me. And if he has some bread to throw at me or some eat or whatever, that's fucking awesome. Like I, that will be fucking, that's great because that shows me that he's willing to share. If he's making a shitload of ETH and he can throw me a little bit for doing something for him or whatever, that's fucking awesome. Um, I'm not going to fuck it. I'm not going to hunt him down for that shit. I'm not going to give him a hard time or whatever. It's like, I want people around me that like to be around me and vice versa. You know, I don't want to ever force anybody or make somebody feel like they're obligated to be around. Yeah, I get you. Did, uh, we kind of went from talking about your project and I'm interested in it. What yes, was, I was, what was the, your, the photos, are, photos of your vinyl toys? Uh, the clip yep. you got, yeah. I, uh, I appreciate you saying that, Daniel, because I was actually going to, I realized that we got off track and I was like, wait a second, I didn't talk about the other thing because this is a very, this is like a very big thing that, um, I don't know, man, I don't want anybody to steal this, so I don't know how much I, I want to get into it, like detail wise of like the details of, of what I change things to. But so the other project that I was doing is called Hip Hop Bodies. And this is, I'm not an artist. Like I don't look at myself as an artist. I mean, I guess I, I have an iPad now. I do some drawing stuff and I... I, people seem to to give me good feedback just based off of what it is. That doesn't mean it's amazing by any means. Like I'm not, like I said, I, I, I like to be able to give credit to people for what they actually do. And like, I'm not going to give myself the credit of being an artist because there's guys like you who are fucking artists. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> anyways, I, um, basically the way it works is I draw the body and then I collaborate with somebody who comes through the show and they do the head. And then I drop the head on the body and it's a hip hop body. Uh, the bodies are consisting of, uh, of like different pieces of equipment that, you know, that we've used throughout the years in, in hip hop, whether it be like a, a camera, um, whether it be a tape deck, an MPC, you know, stuff like that. Um, I came up with this idea about two months ago or so. Um, there's some artists that I've, that I fuck with and that even that I've had on the show, like, um, skulls crown, uh, shout out to him. Um, he does a, a thing where he puts TVs on skeletons basically. And that's, that's kind of like his move or whatever. And, and I dig it. Like I, I dig what he's up to. Um, I've seen some other people doing this and I've recently seen a lot of 10 K projects, at least like probably three or four come out where heads are on bodies. 
And I'm like, all right, that's still not what I'm doing, but I could see where it's similar or whatever. Like, but that's, that's art. That's what happens. Like I didn't jack the idea. Like it's an idea that I, I had that I was like, yeah, let me give this a shot. Yeah. And I think it's also execution. It's like you can have 10 people do the same thing, but the person that executes best um, or most authentically is going to kind of win. So I, yeah, I'm not, I don't think it needs to be <clears throat> something completely you know, oh my God, I can't believe people are doing, you know. That- right, 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 right. So now here, well, the problem that came in, Daniel, is today I saw a project that is a lot more similar to my project. And in my opinion, it's the art on it is pretty fucking good. Like I can't front, like I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, like, oh, that's shit, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's pretty fucking solid art. Like it's, it's, um, it's the same concept of what I, I mean, I have one of them that's like a tape deck, uh, like an old cassette player. And they also have an old cassette player. Um, it's as a body, it's a very, very similar fucking thing. Um, this project was getting called out though for being a piece of shit, uh, coincidentally. Um, so I don't want to have any kind of attachment to that project in that regard. Like I don't want people to think that I stole from it and I don't want people to think that they stole from me. I don't want to get involved in any of that shit. Like it's not a big deal. This is just an idea that I had that I thought was like a fun idea or whatever. So I did it. It's easy for me to scrap an idea like that because I don't really have any attachment to it. Like I just kind of, you know, it's just an idea I had. Mm-hmm. Um, going back when I first got into NFTs, I thought about the fact that there was a community that like the very first episode, if you go back and listen to the very first episode of this show, I, sh- I shout out a community um, that I was, that I've been a part of now for over 10 years on Twitter um, called Shrug Life. And what it is, is basically when I first joined Twitter, I didn't really know anybody on there. I didn't, I I just, I had no idea who anybody was. I had no idea who to talk to, who not to talk to. I I didn't know. Um, I got involved in like some, uh, some like hip hop circles or whatever, where I kind of like shadowed some people in there. And eventually I got linked to some, some other dudes who I noticed that their mentality was like, yo, if you're having a bad day, shrug that shit off shrug life. And at that time I was very, I was a very angry white rapper. Like, like it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was hard for me to shrug anything off. Like I, I couldn't do it. Like it was, it wasn't in my vocabulary to just be able to, to shrug shit off. And they taught me, uh, the, the, the power of shrugging shit off of just saying, fuck it. Like it, like sometimes you can't change it. Just shrug that shit off. And it became shrug life. Like that's what everybody would, you know, all of us would hit each other up with hashtags. It would just be hashtag shrug life, hashtag shrug life. <laughs> I love it. And we would do memes and shit like that. You know, like we would put like a video clip underneath. It wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the memes that everybody's doing now. It was, it was memes then, which were basically just gifts and like captions and that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And people were like, and, 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 it, and in my opinion, it really helped. Like, I mean, and, and to go into like the, the overall power of that shit, which is really fucking crazy. When I went to South by Southwest one year, I, I, I told the story on that same first episode. When I went to South by Southwest uh, one year, I got into a show and I got backstage at the show and I shouldn't have been backstage. Like they, I didn't have the credentials to be backstage. And that happens at South by Southwest and music festivals and shit like that. And I got, I was clean for the first, for the first act that was up there, everything was fine. And then they came back and the second act was currency, the rapper currency. And they said, um, if you're not in jet life, you got to go. Like you got to get the fuck out. 
And, um, and I'm like, damn, man, like I'm not in jet life. I'm not in any of this shit. I don't have any credentials. Like I, I shouldn't even be back here right now. Yeah. So I try to avoid eye contact with the dude and I just kind of like put my head on the ground, you know, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like they'll, they'll kind of ignore me. Like they can't go to every person. Sure enough, he comes up to me and he goes, yo, you got credentials, you in jet life? And I go, no. And he goes, you got to go, man. And I go, all right, bet I got you. So I start to turn around. I start to walk away and I hear the DJ drop the record. And um, I hear over the record, I hear, what up, motherfuckers? My name is EF Cutting. Welcome to Jet Lounge. And I said, EF Cutting? Nah, get the fuck out of here. EF Cutting is a dude that I know from Shrug Life. I've known him for, at that point, five, six years. Um, we were very... Uh, communicative on whatever the fuck that word is on uh, on Twitter. Like we would, we would go back and forth. Like we knew each other and shit. And I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. That's like big brother. So I, I grab my, uh, I grab my phone out and I bring up my, uh, my Twitter and I bring up my profile. Now this goes to show you again, like I understood the strength of NFTs and profile pictures and shit six years ago. Yeah. I bring up my profile picture and I, I pull on his legs and he looks down at me and he looks down at me like, yo, what the fuck? And I, I take my, my phone and I hold it up to him and he sees my profile picture and he goes, yo, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing here? And I'm like, yo, I'm with you. And he's like, fucking right. You're with me. Let's go. And he pulls <laughs> me up on stage and I sit up on the speaker for the entire fucking currency set of jet lounge that night. Like just sitting there smoking weed with EF cutting while he's DJing, hanging out with fucking, you know, with currency and, and gang, everything was cool as shit. And that was one of those moments where I was like, this is real shit. Like, this isn't just internet shit. Like, this isn't like, you know, internet click stuff or whatever. Like, this is like a real life thing that happens. So when I plugged that into NFTs, I realized that that was, that's where we're headed at or whatever. And like, that's where we're going to, but I've already been there. Like, I've already, like, we didn't make money off of that shit. We didn't flip it. We didn't have anything like a 10K project to get 10,000 holders or whatever, or 5,000 holders. We just had us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm realizing that like with this project that I was going to do with hip hop bodies it's it's changing now and it's going to go back to I'm going back to my roots on this one. And it's and it's actually going to be a really meaningful project for me um, because it's going to it's going to bring something that was 11 years ago or whatever um, into the light fucking now, which is insane to me you know what i mean and like now i'm going to be able to take those nfts and send them to the people that have been there for 10 years and it's probably going to be their first nft yeah it will it will it will be because you're bringing two of your like major major exactly creative outputs together something interesting will happen for sure yeah and it's and it's just nice to feel that like i'm like like i said the first project i was like yeah this is cool like i relate to this because it's like nostalgia and stuff like that but like this project isn't nostalgia this is something that's 10 11 years ongoing or whatever and like we have a way to actually be able to cement it as ours yeah as you were telling that story as well i was imagining someone like getting chucked out of a backstage area at a festival and then showing their nft wallet and being like look dude i'm a, i've got an ape exactly and they'll be like you're an ape yep oh, and you can stay you can stay yep <laughs> it, it, it's really that man like oh, that's for sure for sure like I said, when I realized that and like as I started to piece that together with like NFTs and stuff in the beginning of me doing the show, that's when I started. That's why I, I keep doing it is because I realized like it's been going on this whole time and I've been taking part in it. I I belong here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I belong here. Like this is like the perfect intersection of everything that I've done. Yeah. I found that as well when I first started getting into NFTs, the the beginning of the the, the pandemic, we had a lockdown in the UK 
and um, I made a YouTube episode for my for my YouTube channel, which was just me like opening a box of toys that had been in storage for for years, and me going through them and just saying like I'm going to keep that one, and because I had just built a studio in my garden, like an art studio, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, okay, that can go on the shelf. That's that's going to get sold. That's going to go on the shelf. That's going to get sold. And just from doing that and editing that video, I kind of rekindled this kind of uh, fascination for, for vintage action figures. And then I was like, uh, I'll join a, a couple of eBay groups. And then <laughs> within two weeks, I was buying big box bundles of fucking uh, yeah, WWF Hasbros and uh, <laughs> like cleaning them up and then reselling yeah. them and building a collection. And by the second lockdown, I had like, pretty good a pretty good collection and i had made some money and i was like oh so then when nfts came along i was like this is kind of art and that vibe that kind of entrepreneurial collector thing all wrapped into one so i was like this feels right um i've got to, I've got to put some 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 time and, and really learn about this stuff and um yeah haven't looked back i can't i just feel i feel like it's all consuming and everyone that I talk to that's in the space is the exact same. Did you, uh, um, you're from the UK, so I'm going to guess you like football. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, um, have you ever played, uh, have you played FIFA before? Oh yeah. I, so again, I was, uh, same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, um, ultimate team thing where you've got to, yep. yeah. So I was on, I know Twitch. it well, brother. I know it well. <laughs> I was on Twitch, like, somebody somebody a year previous was telling me about twitch and i was like no way people are watching people play computer games on, on oh yeah the internet. so i was that was kind of foreign to me and then i got fifa and i started um trying to build a team without pumping money into the game but just Good luck. like playing the uh, flipping, the, flipping the silvers and bronzes yeah like yeah starting yeah. It and then like building up and by the end i'd have like a couple of like legends and stuff and yep. was, again just all consumed by it um, I remember like finishing work at my retail job and, uh, like saying, okay, somebody else do that, do the, do the end of day thing. I've got to run downstairs and I'm like checking prices and trying to buy the weeks and shit. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, but the, the thing that that's another thing why I'm so bullish on NFTs is that if, if you were doing that and all that time that you were spending at the end, yep. at the end of the season, you, you mm-hmm. sold your team. And you were mm-hmm. able to bring those card that that those coins back into the game next year, or it was just a subscription game where you had money building up, and that was you know you could just bring it onto to Uniswap and turn it into into fiat. Like that's ha- that's so going to happen, um, and it's just a, it's just how how it kind of evolves into that into that happening. Whether it's going to be these blockchain games that are getting built now, or whether it's going to be the big games companies just. Um, adopting blockchain into their games it's it it just seems like such a such a straightforward step for me for those two things you know i look at it like when i was younger i grew up on video games i like nintendo was you know i was pretty much there for like you know nintendo when it started and coleco even a little bit before that or whatever so like i was i was a video game kid or whatever so i grew up on video games yeah me and my my friend used to bet baseball cards on games of 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 uh tech mobile and stuff like that like that was normal for us. Yeah. Then I got into wrestling, um, like later on when I was a kid and like, I really, I really appreciated like all the, like the storyline stuff of wrestling, like the actual, like, um, the, the real breakdown of like how wrestling works and like the backstage type stuff. Like I really got into that kind of stuff and the booking aspects and all that. And that taught me another thing that, 
that I, I bring into NFTs because a lot of this shit is bullshit. So I can, I can identify pump and dumps about 99% of the time because I can tell if it's a work or if it's, if it's a shoot, you know what I mean? Like I can tell if it's real wrestling or fake wrestling. Yeah. Then when you go into uh, the rap stuff, I've been, I've been in rap stuff from when I was 16 years old or whatever. So from when I was 16, I was used to people fudding people and I was used to people uh, pumping projects and, and, you know, advertising and stuff like that. Like I learned all that stuff from when I was 16 years old until I, and, until now or whatever. Um, then you get into like later on in life, um, I started doing the podcast when, and, uh, when we did the podcast before I learned how to interact with people and networking and booking people for guests and really being able to, to, to put on both hats, like the, the, the me hat where you hear me here and we can bullshit and whatever. But then there's also the point where I have to turn that off. And if I have to land an interview or whatever, then I can, I can talk to somebody like a human and get that done. You know what I mean? Like that's something that I had to learn all of these things that I have learned and all these little, and then the, the, the photography stuff that I did, the vinyl toy stuff, the art stuff, like all that shit, the art stuff that I never even expected. I never even knew that I liked art until I was 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff has now accumulated and, and piled up to this moment. I feel like for me, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I went through right. all of that shit and it's so weird for me, bro, because my entire life, up until this really kicked off and like everything really started to move with NFTs and all that. Like there was a good few years there where I was like, wow, I did everything for fucking nothing. Yes. And, and all, and you have friends that are like, what, what are you up to? And you're like, Oh, I'm really into this thing. And they're like, Oh, that's different to what you were into before. Right. When you find the next thing, you've got all of these lessons that you've learned from the previous thing. So yeah, the NFT space has just like, all of those things put together really. So they're all skills that are going to be valuable. I find the same thing with like my appreciation of art, learning how to market myself as an artist, um, even like how to sell stuff from working retail, like all of these things kind of customer service jobs that you fucking hated that, you know what I mean? Like the exact same call center, uh, call center jobs or whatever, where like I can do an elevator, an elevator pitch now to somebody in like 30 seconds flat just from doing stupid call center jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I hated doing them then. And like, I don't like doing them now, but at least when I do them now, I feel like I have a leg up on, on people who, you know, I see people that approach me with project ideas or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying right now. Like, how did you make this so convoluted when all you had to do is just pitch something to me? (laughs) Like all you, you had one job. Like your, your job was just to make your, just to put it out there as easy as possible for me to want to get in. And like, it's because I'm already lost. It's because there's, there's a lot of developers that are leading projects. And, and I think that they're used to talking to other tech people and they're not used to Bro, you're not 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. If you go back and listen to the Yeti episode, when I had the Yetis on and I talked to those guys, I said, I, I asked them a question. I will never forget this. It's one of my moments of like radio gold for me personally. Like, um, I'm talking to the Yeti guys and I go, Hey, if, uh, <clears throat> so if like either one of you ever worked, um, like a customer service job or anything like that, like if you ever had like a, you know, like a job in that field or whatever, like, I'm just, I'm just wondering like if it was anything you ever did. And, um, and they both answered at the same time, almost they go, yeah, we've, uh, we've launched a lot of projects and you have to wear a lot of hats when you launch a different, a lot of projects. And I go, 
you've never worked a fucking customer service <laughs> job then like and i'm thinking in my head like you have never like now it all makes sense to me like now i get it like this is the reason why you're having the issues you're having is because you have nobody to handle like your fucking like your personal relations or whatever and you guys are terrible at that shit did you have them on the show after the trouble after- i had the yeah, I <laughs> sorry. I helped. I helped them a lot when when I won the giveaway. I went into the Discord, and this was the first NFT I ever owned. It was the first NFT, I, an Ethereum NFT. I had Hen Collection, but I didn't have anything on Ethereum. Yeah, and I won a Yeti, and I went into the Discord, and I'm like, "All right, this is going to be fucking sweet. Like, this seems like a really cool thing. NFT, own the rights, like, do all this shit, like, creative uh, people around, you know, whatever." And that was the big wake up call for me that, that I realized like, oh, not everybody is here for the art. Like there are people here that are just here for the project or just here for the flip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is when I first went into their discord for the first night, there were a lot of people in there saying, guys, this is a fucking rug pull. Like this is going to be awful. Like this is going to be one of the worst projects you could possibly get into. They were real bad in there. Yeah. And there was no mod. There were no mods in there to, 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 to boot anybody to do anything or whatever. They had to ask me anything channel and people were asking questions, but every time they answered, they were being real asshole about it. Like if you go, I mean, anybody that was there at that time, like they were just being real short about it. They were probably dealing with the project and all that. Like they, they just didn't have the time, but at the same time, they should have had somebody there to, to handle that type of shit. Of course, especially if they were aware that their project was going to sell out, you need somebody who can be the PR guy. And well, I don't think they knew any of that, to be honest with you, Daniel. Like I thought that, I think that they were hoping that it was going to do well, but they didn't realize kind of like what it really took to run a project. Like, like what we're talking about, especially on the customer service type, you know, that end and stuff like that. They just didn't think about that the, the discord would be as big of a deal as it was, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I helped out a lot in the Discord um, for those first couple of days um, inadvertently where people would ask questions and, and I would just be in there like, you know, just as a passionate person. Like I'm just in there just hanging out or whatever. And I'm like, hey, don't worry about it, guys. They're, they said that they're going to have answers later, blah, 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 this and that. And it, <clears throat> I had my family coming in the next day and or two days, uh, two days after after this. And I hit them up and I said, hey, guys. Um, I'd like you to be on the podcast, like jump on the show sometime and we can talk about this. Like we can talk about the project or whatever. And they're like, Oh great. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit you up. We're really busy, but you know, we'll, uh, and I said, good, that works because I said, I have a week where my family's coming in. We'll figure it out later on. I said, you know, congratulations and, and success to your project. A few, a few hours later, I see everybody in the chat talking about like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Like I'm, I'm out of this project. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like Yeti suck, blah, 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 this and that. So I hit him up again and I go, Hey guys, I noticed that there's a lot of people in the project that aren't happy because they haven't really gotten any answers from anybody. Um, and they don't, they don't really trust the project right now. I said, why don't we, uh, we rush the episode. We'll rush the segment up and we'll record it tomorrow and I'll put it together before my family gets in and I'll post it. And that way you can at least have something to be able to send to, you know, when people ask questions in the chat, you can say, no guys, calm down. We were just, we just did a podcast. Yeah, like we, we're very authentic. Yeah. You know? We addressed all of the stuff that you're worried about. You just it, exactly like, and that's what I told him. I said, we're not, I'm not going to pump it, but I said, I'll give you guys the platform to be able to talk about it or whatever. You know, they went from 25% sold when we released the podcast, they sold the next 75% of their project and sold out. 
Wow. There were multiple people in the discord that said, I'm going to listen to the podcast, right? Like shout out to Ricky. There was this one dude in there, Ricky. He said, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the podcast. This is going to determine if I, if I buy another 500 Yetis or not. Wow. And then he, and then he listened to it. And afterwards he goes, um, just listen to the podcast. It was great. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm grabbing more Yetis tonight or whatever. Like, and he went and fucking grabbed another, you know, another big batch of them or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, my big problem with that was the only problem I had other than I got banned from their discord. And and the reason why is because they made a troll a mod. Like I, I blocked a troll because there was only one, there's like one or two people in there that every time I posted something or said something, they would, they would, um, they would troll. They would basically make a comment about the podcast or they would make a comment about me or they would, you know, they, whatever it was, they would just yeah. be an asshole. So I blocked them. Like, I'm like, I'm not dealing with that shit. I blocked them. Then they go and they make this guy a mod and I already have him blocked. Oh, okay. So then he has a reason to boot me from the chat because he says that when he goes to, to PM me, he can't PM me because I have him blocked. Well, of course I have him blocked. He's, he's fucking shadow trolled me for the last week and a half while I tried to help your project. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't I fucking block him? Yeah. So they banned me from the, he banned me from the discord or whatever. Later on that day, he got kicked and banned from being a mod or whatever. He got booted and nobody ever hit me back to be like, Hey man, we apologize for what went down. Um, it was out of our control to be honest with you, but we do appreciate what you did for the the project and we'd love to have you back in the discord. Never got that message. Yeah. That's cool. so I'm like, unusual. All right. Fuck them. Right. Do you still have your Yeti? You know, I have one. Yeah. I sold the other three for the biggest losses that I've probably ever sold an NFT for. And it was right out the gate. It was the first, it was the first NFTs I ever sold. And I bought three of them, um, with, you know, with ETH and I got burned on those. I never got given a Yeti by, by the Yeti guys after they sold out a fucking 10,000 Yetis or whatever. They never hit me up and said, Hey, let us send you a Yeti or whatever. None of that shit. Yeah. Um, so I, so that's where I really like decided, you know what, these 10 K's like, they don't love me. Hmm. Like they don't like they, as much as they want to say like oh we really appreciate the show or as much as like their their community wants to say oh thank you so much for having these guys on like we really we really love the opportunity to hear the project on the podcast they don't give a fuck yeah it's just another marketing tool for them maybe yeah that's exactly it and and I'm not used to that because I'm used to having guys like yourself or you know the other artists that I've had on here that I've really connected with over the years that like I'm like I don't have to ask them for shit because most of the time like if they release something new or whatever they'll hit me up and be like yo I got something for you I'm sending it over blah 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 I don't have to ask like they'll just be like yo what's your address like I'm gonna send you something or whatever like yeah perfect thanks man like I appreciate that shit like and it's just because they're cool like I'm cool with them. If I have anything that comes out that I can, that I can give to them. Like I, I, I do that shit. Like that's just normal. If you have 10,000 or something, break somebody off. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, yeah. but I know you have a project, Danny, you, you have something coming up. Um, who are you? You have a list of artists that you've, that you're working with, right? Yeah. You were talking about dust monkey earlier. He's a, uh, he's on one of the collabs. So the, the project is called tabs. It's um, mm-hmm. like a hundred um, unique one-on-one psychedelic kind of gritty like trippy characters um on acid blotter blotter paper um and they're like very bright very kind of neon colors and i worked with a few artists um that i like and that i've just become friends with while i've been in the nft space um dust monkey's one of them dalek uh super freak olive 47 sam pearson 
mobsolete, cat dirty, wax bones, mumbot and fidget. So what I tried to do with the artist was try to kind of get a, a range of different artists that kind of have different styles. And, and one of the things I was conscious of doing was like, because I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse, I, I can see these really cool communities getting built, but I can see that they're very insular. And, you know, I'll mention something like dropping on Rarible and they're all like, oh, no, we don't really do that. We don't really look at artists on Rarible. Right. And I think there's these little pockets of kind of communities of artists, like the Rarible artists um, don't don't really fuck with the, the, the artists on OpenSea and some, some vice versa. So I was trying to pull in uh, artists I'd worked with before, people that I spend a lot of time with in Clubhouse, people that I would consider good friends that I've made in the space and people who, whose work I really, really like um, and, and like combination of all of those things. So um, the selection, I haven't received all of the art back because I'm, I'm doing two drops of 50. Mm-hmm. But the first five that I've got back um, are, are like amazing, like really, really, they, they really raised the bar and really, um, really worked hard on them. You can tell they just didn't, they didn't just... Uh, fling an old piece of work they like worked on something new and really tried to push it so i'm really happy with the, all of the collabs that i've got so far so i have a question when you when you do the collabs um they're doing the art and then like the the design i guess mm-hmm. uh is that the way that works and then uh, yeah. they send it to you and then you do what you do to it which is make it blotted basically yeah so it it depend it depends really what I wanted to do. I, I didn't want to make it too high pressure because I know that the the tendency is for artists in this space is to say yes to everything. And That's why they, I only ask for a head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I say you got to have time for a head. Like just give me a head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just draw a face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just draw a face. Like that's all I want, and then I'll do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I just I just left it open. So. Like with the Dalek piece, he's taken my line art and colored it in his kind of like flat style, like the flat color style um, that he's used for his like Denzel collabs. Right. Um, with Dust Monkey, he sent me like a rendered lol doll that I like graffitied over and 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 uh, like drew over on Procreate. Um, Super Freak sent me one of his hands, all finished. I just had to 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 kind of put it sat onto the the blotter paper. Um, Mobsolete like took some of my drawings. Actually, no, he didn't use my drawings in the end. He used um he, he made this amazing like uh poster, like very grainy kind of like uh old school kind of comic poster. It looks really 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 cool. Um, so everyone kind of did a, something a little bit different, and I left it quite open because I think artists, if you kind of constrain them too much, it kind of gets a bit annoying for them. So I just wanted them to have fun, and uh the from from what they've given back to me i think it was the right decision it's really it's a really nice mix of like 3d artists illustrators and um you know like lowbrow lowbrow art and stuff it's cool and uh, a lot of a lot of acid tabs on tongues i found that's fun yeah um so daniel uh shout out to dust monkey but him and i uh, i i mentioned to him the last time i talked to him i said when are we going to do a collab and he goes, well, you didn't hit me up. Like you didn't, you didn't, you haven't hit me up about doing a collab. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's your thing. Like, I can't, like, I don't know what to do with your thing. Like you're supposed to hit me up. It's your thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to send you over something to your, uh, to your DM mm-hmm. and check in your DM. Yeah. And I'm going to say, how would you feel about doing a, uh, a little collab 
<clears throat> whether it's for your project or whether it's maybe for the listeners here or whatever, um, you know, is like something special for people or whatever. This is some something that I did. Uh, you can take a look at it. Now, you might wonder why it says NFT happy fun time hour <laughs> and not four things. And it's because I, I feel like if I named my show NFT happy fun time hour, <laughs> I would get a lot more listeners here. Yeah. Like, like I would get all the influencers, like they would all love my show if I just called it NFT happy fun time hour. Yeah. But I don't, I can't call it NFT happy fun time hour because I want to make it, I want to, it's four things. Like I don't <laughs> want to put NFT. The name's already taken. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So, so like I, I want to do four things. So I'm saying, I just sent you over, uh, my artwork for NFT happy fun time hour. Yeah. And, uh, maybe I'm thinking maybe we can, maybe we can make it some, uh, maybe we could make it some tabs. Yeah. I, the thing with the tabs thing. So what I want to do with the tabs thing, cause I'm mm -hmm. approached since I've released the artist collabs on Twitter, I've been approached by about five or six different artists saying, Oh, I'd love mm -hmm. to jump on this project. It looks great. What in terms of my, my sort of future on this project is, uh, what I'm doing at the moment in terms of like, my life is I work retail three days a week. Right. Um, I've got two really young kids and right. I have a limited amount of time in my studio to make art. So with this project, I kind of, I see it a lot as a, and I, I know this word gets thrown around community. That's why I called my Discord yeah, yeah. Crossons community. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's that I want, if, if the people that hold the hundred want me to make another hundred, I'll make another hundred. And the people that are holding them want airdrops. I'll try and do some airdrops, but I like I'll like communicate to the people like it's in the Discord. We'll communicate together and we'll we'll take the project forward. If if another hundred becomes available, you're in. Like it's 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 set in stone. That's fine. But um, I'm not sure whether I'm going to be doing any more tabs after this. Whether I want just to to keep a hundred people, try to get the people that are holding them to be. Um, participants in this community and like get excited about this community and start start bringing in new people that from outside NFTs into this community and try to start start sort of like getting them into the excitement that we're in and whether everybody's excited about doing that it might not work out like that people might buy them and flip them and then complain because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> airdropping one week after I drop them because I'm um, selling umbrellas in my in in the shop I work at so it's it's a difficult one. I can't say hundred percent, but yeah, if I do more of these, I'll, I'll do a load more co collaborations with artists and definitely we can do something together. And um, if not, what we could do is we could take NFT happy fun time hour. I could mess with it. And then we could do an addition of like uh, 20 or something, put them on OpenSea. Um, yeah. I was just thinking that or, I was, or something. I was just thinking that, or I was thinking if you wanted to, um, if you'd be up for it, we could always make it an airdrop for holders of, uh, of my project. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to do something like that. Yeah, totally. That'd be really cool. Cause that's something that, um, I've, I've said, uh, if you own either a piece of the vinyl art photography, uh, series, or you own a, a piece of the new project, which I'll announce more details on and stuff like that. That's, that's rolling. Like I'm, I'm excited. I already got the, uh, the art down for like the body or whatever. Like I've reworked the body and like, it's completely different. It's not at all like what it was before. Mm -hmm. And it still works really well with the concept of the heads and all that stuff. I can still drop heads on it and I can still do collabs with artists and stuff like that. And, and that all works. 
So um, if you own one of those or you own a piece of the vinyl art photography, then um, vinyl art photography will get their own airdrops, which will be um, more vinyl art photography related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, the other project will get these airdrops, basically. So that's why I'm saying like I, I am going to be looking to put together a little bit of a, a list, I guess. And if you're willing, I'm sure that the fans would love to uh, wake up to some, some acid tabs. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm up for that. Word. Um, let the people know uh, anything else you want to let them know about your project or anything that you have going on. Um, we had mentioned the artist list. Um, if you want to tell them where they can get it or uh, are they are they bids and auctions? Is that the way it's going down? Yeah, so the, the ones that I've done, so the 89 that I've done of the 100, um, they'll be uh, buy, it, buy it now basically at 0.05 ETH. And the artist collabs will be 24-hour auctions uh, starting at 0.1. But there'll be two separate drops of 50. So the best thing to do really is to jump in the Discord or to uh, follow me on Twitter and DM me and we can we can talk and I can direct them where to go. Well, I um, I hope this is everything that you, uh, that you dreamed it would be. It's everything I wanted and more. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, go ahead and let the people know where they can get a hold of you, follow you. Um, if you have any, uh, any plugs or anything like that, uh, now yeah. is the time to let them know. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm over on uh, Instagram, um, and it's just my name, Daniel Crossan, and I'm over on YouTube. Um, if you are jumping on my YouTube, uh, check out, the comedy series Bleeding Art that we did um, ended up winning some awards. We, we went to the States and hey. uh, we went and uh, showed it at a film festival called Slam Dance, which is like a sister festival to uh, Sundance. Okay. We made that for 250 quid and it's it's uh, dark, dark comedy. Um, I think your, your, your listeners will appreciate it. And, um, and where can you find that? That's just on my YouTube channel. So it's just my name, Daniel okay. Crossan. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm Daniel K. Crossan, and my website's danielcrossan.com. But just reach out if you want to speak or or you you want to know anything about the project or my work or whatever. Just DM me. It's all good. Sounds good. Um, for anybody that's uh, Daniel, obviously, thank you for uh, for stopping through. Thank you. So um, much I for appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Cheers. Anytime. Um, stick around for a minute. Um, for anybody that's listening, if you want to, uh, if you want to send me anything, you can do that. It's uh, four things podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at four things podcast. Um, you can also go and check out uh, my vinyl art collection um, over on OpenSea. Uh, that's at or that's just the four things. Um, it's without the podcast. I think I own both of those, uh, but only one of them is my actual collection. I, the other one is lost in my wallet somewhere. So I don't know what the hell's going on with that. But <laughs> whenever you search four things, four things podcast will come up. But I don't think somebody else took the name because they're not doing anything with it. So um, if you want, if you have the name, you can keep it. I, I got my own thing going. So um, four things uh, on OpenSea. Um, and really, that's about it, man. Um, we're going to be back soon. Uh, I think Denzel's going to be back for the next go-around. I keep saying that, but uh, um, I think he got uh, the, the big Covey um, at his wedding. And so he's been he's been kind of sick. He, he mentioned that today on Twitter, so I don't think he's going to be upset with me talking about that on the show. Um, and hopefully, uh, excuse me, hopefully he'll be here um, for the next segment, which I should actually be recording in a little bit. And, uh, and I'll talk to him and see how he's doing and we'll kind of check in with him and uh, Secure D is also going to be coming up. Um, 
security has done collabs with Nike and Kid Robot and um, a whole bunch of other people. And so he's going to come through and uh, he's he's always a good time. Um, so check that episode out when it goes up. Um, I appreciate everybody for, for checking this show out and for uh, for putting up with me as long as you have. Um, uh, one love, y'all. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you all next time.